podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about cult. <laughs> what did you just say? Oh no. It sounded like you were like young today. Uh, today we are going to talk about a pop culture period piece and give it our scientific rating. I'm so scared. Um, and talk and chit chat. And I'm going to mess up a lot apparently. So. I'm so tired. I exercised so early this morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. This it's is a thing I've never said in my life. Oh my gosh. We we had a it was a row class at 6 a.m. So that's like first of all, I can't wake up while it's still dark out. Like mm-hmm. like 90% of the population I would not be able to do their job because I'm incapable of waking up early. It so was- when Oh, go ahead. When people tell me they woke up early to work out, like, and whenever I work out, I'm like, I can go conquer the world now. So you are living my dream. But it seems impossible to me. It is only possible because I have two other friends that do it with me. I think if peer peer pressure (laughs) makes me do anything, um, it it was still dark when we went and got our coffee afterwards. That's like where we are in like this time. I mean, if it was <laughs> um, Julie, Laura, recommendations. <sighs> I mean, so I just, I just watched in its entirety all eleven seasons of Modern Family. Okay, and I just—it was so interesting to just like see that full arc. Um. And see how the show evolved. Yeah. Um, I, I, I very much liked it. I don't want to imply that I didn't. But it's just, it's so interesting. Because when the, the first few seasons, like, we know that Cam and Mitchell are together. But very rarely do they show us intimacy between those two characters. Mm-hmm. And so it, it felt like, given the context of when the show aired. Mm-hmm. You know, keeping that in mind, but like watching it now in 2022, it's like, oh wow, you were like, you couldn't go that far, yeah. is how it comes across. And so, being able to see that arc of 11 seasons later, being able to see the intimacy of like them in bed together and them kissing and them being intimate, um, is really nice. And I just think that Phil Dunphy. <laughs> is such a great dad like yeah he ty burrell just found this beautiful balance of playing this person that has so much joy and wonder at the world Mm -hmm. and like has that for all of his kids and his family as well Mm -hmm. but isn't like the town fool yeah he uh, ty burrell was um listened to a few of his interviews mm-hmm. and he talks about how like he was getting no work because there was not a role for him like there just didn't exist a role for him and well i yeah, yeah. Well, i watched the <laughs> we have so much to say and yeah. we haven't yeah. even gotten to the podcast <laughs> um they had like a like a retrospective or whatever and the the writers and showrunners were talking about like they wanted him for the role and um like the i must said the corporation the network network oh my gosh laura thank you we're both falling apart you're welcome the network 
for probably the reason that you mentioned. They were like, we don't want this guy. Like, he doesn't... And, like, there's, like, an interview where Ty's talking about how he was like, yeah, everything they didn't like about me was, like, me as a person. Like, they didn't like his look. They didn't think he was appealing. Mm -hmm. And so what the showrunners did was, like, literally record a fake scene in their own backyard using their kids with Mm -hmm. him playing Phil Dunphy. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you got to show people, like, what they're missing and how wrong they are. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that, like, so much when we go to auditions, like, so much we have to be like, and this is me in the part. Yeah. Like, are you auditioning for a nurse? You better have scrubs on because they can't possibly picture you doing that role without them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My recommendation is kind of an assist from you. So oh. we had a mutual friend that posted a question. Um that I've wondered for, for a very long time is that like, how good is a weighted blanket? Ugh. And mm. you were the first to respond <laughs> <laughs> on how amazing it was. And I was like, oh, if our friend is now, you know, and then she posted like the next day, how wonderful it was because she bought one. And then you backed it up. I was like, well, if there's a recommendation from Julie, I got to try it. So I got a weighted blanket yesterday and last night. And that might be why I'm still so like loopy because I got a good night's sleep and exercise. So like, what am I doing? And I drank like a lot of water today, but I'm going to attribute it all to the weighted blanket. I I don't mess around with my sleep. Yeah. Like I want all the things that make me sleep better because I, I do. I have so much trouble falling asleep. I don't have any trouble I've always had really good sleep, but now I'm getting, like, better sleep. My Mike has fallen asleep while holding his phone while scrolling. I I don't understand. Like, he falls asleep so quickly. And I'll be up for, like, an hour just willing myself to sleep. Just, like, lying there in the darkness. I... My friend, my hair, I hope he's listening to this because he knows what I'm about to say. <laughs> he is the king of coming over to watch a movie and falling asleep 15 minutes into it. <laughs> like while petting my dog, while like, and he gets full night's sleep, but he can just like comfortably just fall asleep anywhere. Mm. So. That's so wild. I just, it's, it's a life I will never know. (laughs) A life of a man. I feel like most men can fall asleep pretty quickly. Yeah. And Michael like fall asleep. And like when he snores, I have like a process of like, first I'll like gently touch his hair. Then I'll like poke him a little bit. Then I'll like push him a little bit. Then I'll be like, Mike. (laughs) And he's like, And I'm like, you're snoring. And he's like, am I? And I'm like, yes. And we are five steps deep into me trying to get you to stop. And then he stops and immediately goes back to sleep. I, he's preparing to be a dad. Because that's, have you ever met a dad that didn't do exactly that? <laughs> I feel like he's actually been preparing his whole life to be a grandpa. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, this is the first step though. And I'm, I'm excited for him. <laughs> <laughs> to be a grandpa. To be a grandpa. 
Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports, but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Julie, what movie are we talking about? We're talking about Shakespeare in Love. And (laughs) I was tickled today because it's like no no reason November. And I'm like, oh, wow, the two things I've chosen have been very specifically Shakespeare related. Mm -hmm. So I guess I just like the same thing happens when I go to shopping. When I go to shopping, (laughs) I pick up one thing in a color. And I get I get my stuff up to the front and realize like I've chosen everything in that color scheme for the like I'll have like a journal, uh, like a shirt, shoes, like it's all the same color. Do you remember in like 2013 when it was like pink and teal and chevron? I just I love Wait, I'm sorry, is teal not a thing anymore? It's just not the thing anymore. Because have you seen all of my stuff? No, it's gorgeous. You're allowed to have a favorite color. I'm just, what I'm trying to say is, without insulting your love of teal, um, <laughs> is that um, the the shopping mall also does it for you, right? Like, mm-hmm. a, a color becomes very popular, and then so they it's like the color of the year and so they'll just everything will be in that color it's not like you go into tj maxx and like you have a a unlimited amount of color options like it is very specific okay i I feel better i feel better no if you like a color like a color so well shakespeare in love (laughs) they do have a color scheme it is browns it's a lot of like autumn tones mm-hmm. and then we see her in a lot of like um golds and yellows and he's very much blues and greens mm-hmm. it is the tale of a fictional relationship between william shakespeare and a long- young woman who poses as a man in order to star in one of the writer's plays mm. suffering from writer's block shakespeare is in need of a new muse he soon finds inspiration in the form of a beautiful female aristocrat but her daring determination to act in his play puts their already forbidden relationship on even more dangerous ground. That was not a t- good work, Googs. Googs. Good job. That was that was solid. That was a solid Google summary. Beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. I uh, first of all, I can't believe this movie came out in 1998. Oh my gosh, I was just thinking how how much it's like it looks like titanic in the way it was filmed and i was like that's because it probably was the same film Mm, mm um so here's the funny thing that i oh back to tj maxx and everything being the same color i think we are in a like weird shakespeare renaissance right now too where like it's constantly in our minds we have like rosalind we have Anne juliet which is going uh back on broadway like i think yeah one of those things that's popping up again 
And so we just we just watched Rosalind and I love I love Shakespeare in Love. And I feel I was like, oh well, it's never gonna be that. And this movie is so prestigious in my mind. And when we were we were talking about our snobbery with Rosalind and how like, oh, we're not gonna like it, and then we ended up loving it. There was something about rewatching this movie mm-hmm. after watching Rosalind where I was like, oh, this is just historical fiction and they're having a lot of fun too, but it's not too far removed from Rosalind. Like just the liberty nope. thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I had the same thought, Laura. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, they just like straight up fictionalized everything. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's both of those stories I feel like have this like lovely sort of premise of, but what if this? Yeah. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. I think speaking of renaissances i'm in a what if renaissance (laughs) with my life (laughs) like i you know you just grow up and you like develop like i like this and this and this and i want to do this with my life and i'm this way and i'm this you know and just really going like well what if i'm not like i i always thought i was not athletic like in the slightest and so like playing with like working out and going like what if i am Uh And I don't know, there's just something. I love that. Yeah. I don't know why, but like this movie just is like, because it, cause it was an Oscar winner when we were so young. Mm-hmm. I thought it was less fun than it is. I just had this like memory of it being so dramatic and it has dramatic <sighs> moments, but not really. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot funny in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, good Lord. Emil, Emil, please correct my pronunciation because i know i'm gonna destroy it but emilda staunton uh-huh did i say it right oh i don't know first of all did you know the nurse plays is dolores umbridge from the potter movies oh yes i mean i didn't know it before but then watching this i was like that bitch <laughs> um i i i didn't um she like her facial expressions mm-hmm like there's like a oh god just they're hilarious like her unspoken here's my commentary about what is happening in the scene right now mm-hmm. is hilarious um somebody else one of the players is somebody from Downton Abbey the the guy who plays the nurse right i i somebody with dark i was watching it and mike happened to walk in they were in the pub and he was like, oh, it's, it's guy. <laughs> I think it's the guy who plays the nurse. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's down Abby, so that could be good. But I just feel like I've seen it too. I also think there's a really clever reference to the, so the boy that plays with the rats mm-hmm. is Webster, the Web, Webster, Webster, the playwright. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that moment where he's like, you know, when I grow up, there's going to be blood and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, he yeah. sure did do that. <laughs> Congratulations. You fulfilled your dreams. I, um, I always forget. And even when I watched, I, when I used to watch this movie all the time in college and when I, every single time Ben Affleck comes into this movie, I'm like, what are you doing here? Oh my God. Every time. Every yes. Time I forget. 
Maybe it's because he's like so good that he eventually blends into the background. But that first entrance is very Ben Affleck. And you're like, what? <laughs> it is very weird. Like, how did he get specifically in this movie? Because, I mean. Everyone else is so British. Yeah. And, and pulling Gwyneth Paltrow aside because she's yeah. like, you know, family royalty. Like, everyone else is so British. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Tom Stoppard is one of the writers. No wonder it's so great. <laughs> well and it's it's i don't know it's just a lot of like winks and nods and just, uh yeah a lot more fun than i remember it being yeah like there was like a thing at the beginning where it was like when they were talking about um like the call like he owes them 16 pence or i can't mm -hmm. remember he owes them 16 pounds or something and they like do the math on the show and they're like okay we'll make 20 and he's like well what will i pay the actors <laughs> And he's like, the profit. He's like, there's no profit. <laughs> and then they're like, you're on to something. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Oh, I feel this. It started here. Like, I feel this so deeply. Like, it's funny, but also it hurts. <laughs> and just, like, everything that, like, William Shakespeare heard while he was just, like, walking. And then he'd, like, be like, <laughs> be like oh, took a mental note. Took a mental mm -hmm. note. Mm -hmm. and, and, like, one that made me chuckle like laugh out loud this last time was when he was he's like oh how's the writing going and he started talking like you know in poetry in verse and then they're like uh no 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 i don't have time talk prose yes yeah and and i mean i know that we're like not harping on it but like we're really like hitting the the comedy of this but also like the 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 drama but also that tension of like she has no choice yeah this is the life that she will go to. She mm -hmm. has no choice. And it's just, it, it, it oh, it's just carried out so beautifully. This is such a good movie. It is such a good movie. I'm assuming this is on one of those like AFI top movies of the whatever lists. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, it was an, like it swept the Oscars the year that was in it. I still remember that pink dress she wore for it. Oh, yes. It was gorgeous. It was classic Hollywood. Classic. Yeah. Um, Sake, <laughs> a gun. <sighs> Here we are. Indeed. Oh, this is what I was gonna say. Son of a bitch. Do you know <laughs> I'm watching this on HBO Max? Right, right. Okay, so I'm watching it on HBO. <sighs> I know. Moment of silence for my HBO Max password. R.I.P. But thank you to the 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 lovely couple that let me have an HBO Max access for so long. <laughs> Is that couple no longer together? That's usually what happens. No, I just don't think they renewed. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, but guess what, Julie? What? You have the DVD because HBO Max now has political ads. Wait, what? Yes. HBO Max shows ads? Yes. So every 30 minutes, I had to listen to Dr. Oz's political ads because he's running in Pennsylvania. Wait, this blows my mind. I've never right? seen an ad on HBO Max. Right? Are there different accounts? I don't think so. I don't know if it's because it's like such an old movie that it's not like... Because I watched House of Dragon and I never saw an ad. Yeah. Wow. And you had to watch Dr. Oz of all people. Yes. Boo. Not a big surprise. I'm not going to vote for him. <laughs> um, 
but yeah isn't wow. it crazy? yes this is blowing my mind yeah no it was one of those things where like truly honestly the first time it happened i was like i'm just gonna look down at my facebook for like half a second and then i looked up and there was an ad and i was like what did i click where did i like how long have i been watching <laughs> this my facebook feed like have the has the movie you know like it was just such a weird out-of-body experience because i didn't know how that came yeah i didn't even know that was a thing Ugh. um i don't know what made me think of this Mm. but maybe like ads and then my 11 season watch of modern family have you noticed how like the the things that do show ads which i guess now includes hbo max the the volume of the ad is so loud wildly loud like we have to mute the hulu ads they're so loud yes agreed what is that about um i think it's that like they're like wake up (laughs) stop scrolling on your phone laura that's what i think i mean yeah oh that's so interesting it was it was the biggest note that i took while watching this movie was like those ads now Um, so let me ask you this because you are probably better at this than me um because i feel i mean i feel like the costumes weren't completely accurate like i felt like he had very nice clothes yeah with a lot of color Mm -hmm. um but this is something that i'm always interested in with historical stuff and i'm not as up on this as you are but like in terms of the accuracy of the hair and makeup, mm-hmm. um, the makeup is very nineteen nineties. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. I think it's hard. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> it's hard to do makeup in a movie like this because a lot of their world would be more blemish filled than our Mm -hmm. world yeah no matter and like makeup is used to like cover our imperfections it always has been or to highlight our like or highlight our good qualities and so if you are only like highlighting good qualities it's never gonna look correct if you are not showing people's blemishes it's never gonna look correct and then if you like don't fully use the makeup of the time period but it will look weird right like you see queen elizabeth but surely the like viola will have the same at least a hint of that because that's the queen like we still Mm -hmm. get all of our all of our all this is my favorite fun fact but it's true and it's where like colors come in and all that all of the united states or actually this is all the world but i'll talk about the united states in a second but the world, different countries get the peak of their business fashion from their leader. Mm-hmm. So England for a while, it was Queen Elizabeth, you know, like mm-hmm. you, that's where fashion starts in the United States, no matter who it is. And you think you're uh, like not subjective to, but you are, we get our business fashion from our president and our first lady mm. always. So like the Obama years, you start to see a lot of like black suits with brown shoes, which never happened before. Um, and then the Trump years, you saw all of these blue suits come out of nowhere. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so, and like, 
during the Obama years, we had all these color blocking dresses and women could wear like sleeveless dresses to work for the first time mm-hmm, because Michelle mm-hmm. Obama did. So, and then you see like with um, Trump, like she had a lot of like militaristic jackets. And so you see a lot more like neutral tones now and you see a lot more like zippers and angles. Um, hmm. So that all being said, that's been since the beginning of time. We always reflect our leaders. Um, we're starting to see a lot more like spring colors because of Jill Biden. Um, and um, and pretty, we haven't seen any like major fashion statements from Joe Biden, but that, I guess he's working, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but that being said, she's an aristocrat. She would look more like the queen mm-hmm. no matter what age she is. Yeah. So like that's it's very 90s this thin little brows like nobody gave a shit what your brows look like like they would have been bushy and out there and then they would have like painted a black line on top of them you know can i tell you i am so relieved that i was not hip enough to attempt to take care of my eyebrows in the 90s because i was definitely like that was my like coming of age time where i should have cared yeah. But I know I have so many friends that like still have like screwed up eyebrows from that era. Like their eyebrows never grew back. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially if you got like laser or lasered them off or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I um always have had thin eyebrows. I know you'll be jealous. So <laughs> I didn't <laughs> have to do anything in the nineties, but I would to like shellac on eyebrows. Not as much as like two thousand 15 was when eyebrows like reached their peak maybe 2018 they're coming back down so i'm doing this show it sounds so silly but i'm doing this uh, show it's doing a five-week run in new york and i costumed it and it was set in 2013 and this is what i talked about and everyone was like they're just gonna wear clothes they're gonna wear modern clothes and i was like don't you dare say 2013 is modern it is nine Mm -hmm. years ago the Mm -hmm. silhouettes have changed jewelry has changed like i'm anyway so i'm very proud of the work i did um but no one's reviewing the costumes because i think because they they're it's they're not thinking about that yeah they can't see the genius of my shirt and my statement necklaces do you remember (gasps) oh my god yes laura I need to clean out my jewelry because there are like there are things that I still have that I'm like oh that's like I yes (laughs) there's I can't remember their name but there's someone on TikTok that like pops up in the Facebook reels every every once in a while and they basically take like a millennial version of an outfit Uh and update it for today so like our you know boots with the leggings uh-huh. and the tank top and the cardigan and the statement necklace look like they they made that more modern for today and like i don't know that this was their intention but what i realized when i watched so much of them yeah, what i realized <laughs> when i watched so much of them is wow i am so unaware how out of fashion i am <laughs> oh but I mean, it's all, it's all just playing. Like it's just playing and making more money in capitalism. Like it truly, but it always has been. It's not this like, you you think, you think Napoleon was like, oh man, for the good of the people, I want to <laughs> this waistline above their 
like right below their boobs. No, it was like, oh, how can we like make sure you're the top of fashion? We've all seen Bridgerton. Um, yeah. So I think if you like this stuff, you like this stuff, but it's also fun to play. So, Julie, we have talked so much and barely about this movie. So we got to rate it. Okay. okay. Before we rate it. Do you know? Okay. We've talked about, we've talked about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, I, I will just say this one thing. This is one of the first things that Joseph Fiennes did. Fiennes? Fiennes. Mm-hmm. Rafe Fiennes. Joseph Fiennes. This was one of the first things that he did. He is a gorgeous man. Oh my God. Right? Ugh, I want to re- I want to get back into Handmaid's Tale, but it's just so hard. It's so hard. No, don't. Especially, girl, I would wait a, two years. Maybe four. Maybe. <laughs> oh I yeah, good call. 18 years. <laughs> yeah, good call. Good call. Um, all right. One out of ten. Uh <laughs> one out of ten bracelets that look like snakes that break and then your lover finds it. Um <laughs> that's my favorite like weird subplot of this movie. What yes. would you give this movie? Uh, ten out of ten. I it's it's such a good movie it's such a good movie i think i like it more now that i'm like oh this is fun this is fun with a little drama all right but oh you're absolutely right like when this came out in the titanic era we were all like oh to be violent less ups and now i'm like oh there's so much humor in this yeah oh we took ourselves so seriously (laughs) <laughs> all right julie what do you have to look forward to um well while i was recording this um mike had to go to the store mm-hmm. and promised to bring me home my chocolate covered gummy bears which mm-hmm. is a thing i never wanted in my life until <laughs> <laughs> the sixth month of pregnancy and now i go through like a pack a week so that's that's my thing that I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to when I no longer have a taste for these things. Mm. Mm. Got it. I am looking forward to... Oh, I'm going to be... We talked about this like briefly in our last episode. Um, I'm going to be in an opera uh, in December. Um, it's my first opera in like eight years, I think. Nine years. Um, so but- cool. Yeah, that used to be my first love, so I'm going to jump back in. It's with uh, Residence Works, which is an opera company here, and it's a mall in the Night Visitors, which is a very Christmas. Um, mm, I love the name. Yes. I just saw an opera last weekend, actually. I saw. I, I used to love. It was like, it's Orlando Opera Company. Um, It was like through Central Florida Vocal Arts, and oh. then another one like it wasn't orlando opera there's a second opera company in orlando now (gasps) oh my gosh yeah wow and you know what i feel like a jerk i want to give them a a, a full shout out because it was a really fantastic production Mm -hmm. opera del sol oh got it got it got it um and they did hansel and gretel but it was like different which fun Mm -hmm. fact engelberg humperdinck wrote it (laughs) what <laughs> he writes opera or he wrote opera he can't possibly still be alive um 
yeah i highly recommend checking out an opera if you haven't it's just so like it's so grandiose and the mm-hmm. are so big and it's so and like people may think that it's hokey and like whatever but like i don't know it's fun to just have your emotions at a 10 for three hours you know yeah and it was uh it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun well, speaking of a lot of fun, if you're having a lot of fun, listeners, <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe. Um, it's the only way we know what you like, what you don't like, and how we can make things better for you. Buy our merch and look at all the other stuff that Trident Network has to offer. Uh, and thank you for hanging out with us. We hope you're having a great fall and transitioning into the Christmas season. All right. Bye. Bye. pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other podcasts please visit the tridentnetwork.com